enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. So let's worship him together.
It's Orange Day. Air high five. We are so excited about this day because it celebrates our kids and our students involved in Next Gen Ministries and our awesome volunteers who engage those students every week. And you guys have been amazing how you've stayed engaged and connected through this crazy time. And it's brought such an impact to our families. It has. And we would love to see the ways that you are interacting at, with New City Next Gen. So if you have a phone, like Alexia, um, we would love for you to share a photo, a video, a story, a memory, something on social media. Tag us and use the hashtag NewCityOrangeDay so that we can see you and we can celebrate with you. And you're going you're gonna to see that video that we just took, okay, or that snapshot. Also, don't forget about the Orange Day drive through today from 4 to 5 p.m. at the Matthews campus and the South Park campus. So Matthews and Idlewild families, you will go to the Matthews campus. South Park families, go to the South Park campus. It's a drive-by, drive-through. You can get all the information at newcity.us slash events. And if you are interested in connecting with us, if you need prayer, if you just want to share a story of how God has been moving in your life lately, we invite you to reach out to us. The easiest way to do that is to email pastor at newcity.us. And this week, we sent out a video um, updating our phases. And we would love for you to take a minute and watch that. Um, it's worth it. And you can see that at newcity.us slash blog or on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash newcityus. Nice. Yeah, and as we're thinking about our future, we just want to say thank you for your generosity. Uh, this has been a time of financial stress for many, and yet we have seen you give above and beyond to New City and to the world. And if you want to continue to support our ongoing ministry, we invite you to do that online with a one-time or recurring gift at newcity.us slash give, or you can mail a check to the church. So before we send you back to worship, uh, we are going to take a moment to pray together. Oh, Father God, uh, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come before you, um, to worship you. Uh, part of the worship that we do, Lord, is through our gifts. Thank you for the ways that you provide for us, the ways that you care for us in all seasons. Um, and we just thank you for the ways that your people have been so generous to your church. Uh, we just pray that you would bless the gift of each person um, who is giving to the ministry at New City. And Lord, we also just want to take a minute to pray for the family of George Floyd. Um, we pray that you bring them peace and comfort. We pray that you bring unity in our country. And I pray that you'll use us to be a source of healing and hope, reconciliation, um, to bring gospel and renewal to our city and world. Thank you that we know you are bigger um, and can go and do all these things through us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be learning a new song today based off of an old hymn, and our prayer for you is that its words of comfort will bring you hope today. shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never, I'm nothing like if I am his, and he is mine forever.
Welcome to New City Online and welcome to Orange Day, a celebration of our next gen ministry. Next gen for us at New City is all of our kids and our students. And that comprises about 631 in all. And we're so grateful for each and every one of our kids and our students all of our next-gen ministries here. If this is your first Orange Day at New City, you might be asking yourself the question, why orange? And why are we taking a day to talk about a color? Well, it's more than just a color. I wanna teach you a really important equation right up front here today on Orange Day of how we get the color orange. It's really, it really comes from two other primary colors, red and yellow. So, so allow me to teach this, this really important orange equation and why we celebrate Orange Day here at New City. Red represents the love of the family and yellow represents the light of the church. And again, when we, when we bring those two together, it forms and creates the color orange. And so Orange Day for us at New City is all about, again, a celebration and a recognition of all that God is doing through the love of the family and the light of the church being combined together to raise up the next generation of Christ followers. So when you think about the color orange, think about the next generation of Christ followers and the partnership between the church and the family. You know, my kids have gotten into Bob Ross. It's, it's crazy because I remember watching Bob Ross as a kid. There you go. I remember watching Bob as a kid on PBS and maybe you do too. And now they're watching all these YouTube clips of Bob Ross and they get a kick out of him because he's got a great voice and he's so talented. And you remember probably watching him and and him painting these incredible landscapes and these, these happy clouds and trees. And, and we love Bob Ross, but one of the things that he did so well was he would just, he would take some colors and he would mix them all together. Do you remember this? And he would create something new. And that's what we're doing with orange. Orange day for us is this great combination and celebration of these two primary colors, yellow and red to form the color orange. And more importantly, the partnership between the church and the family to raise up the next generation of Christ followers. So we are all about orange today and celebrating that unique partnership. So if orange represents this God-given partnership between the love of the family and the light of the church to raise up the next generation of Christ followers, then the passage that we would look at today would be Psalm 78. The, the biblical mandate, if you will, for orange, this partnership of these two great influence, the influences, the family and the church. Where does that come from? Well, all throughout the scriptures, God talks about his people and the unique family of God. But let's look specifically at Psalm 78 because we're gonna, we're gonna see a biblical mandate for us to pass off faith as families and as the church combined together to the next generation of Christ followers. So if you have your Bibles, would you open them to Psalm 78? And we're gonna to look today specifically at verses one through seven. The word of God to you today on this Orange Day celebration. Give ear my people to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell them to the coming generation, the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Verse five, he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children. Now listen to these words, verses six and seven, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, 
but keep his commandments. I love this passage. And again, it's such a a biblical uh, mandate and foundation for us as we think about the family and the church coming together to raise up the next generation of Christ followers. Specifically, if you're following along here in the passage, look at verses three and four. And you'll see specifically here in the passage, uh, the psalmist says, the things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children. But what are we gonna do? We're gonna tell them to the next generation. We're gonna tell them to their children. We're gonna make known the the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done, done. So I love this, right? Because the psalmist is saying, the things that we were told by our fathers in the past, the glorious deeds and the wonders of the Lord that happened in the past, the history, the story of God. You've heard me say before, the entire Old Testament, the Hebrew Testament can be summarized in one word, remember. So we remember who God is. We remember what God has done so that we can tell the next generation the glorious deeds of God, his wonders. And they can carry those same stories forward into the future. And this is so awesome because in this way, in the biblical narrative, it connects history with the future. And and, and we sit right in between as we tell the history, the stories of God, what he's done, who he is. And we tell the stories to the next generation so that they can carry it into the future. Look at, look at verses six and seven as well. In rounding out the passage, he says that the next generation, and this is, by the way, where we get our phrase, next gen, the next generation, that the next generation might know them. What? The stories of God, the goodness of God, the character of God, and children yet unborn. Isn't that amazing? Even children that haven't been born yet, that they would know the glorious deeds of God and they would arise and do what? They would tell their children in the same way that they've been told, which uh, harkens us back to the, 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 the idea that told people do what? What do told people do? They tell people. Told people tell people. That's what the psalmist is saying. We've been told. Now we're going to tell uh, our, our children, the next generation, and they're going to rise and they're going to tell them the, the, to their children. And here, he brings it all home here in verse 7. So that, if you're, if you're following along the scriptures, highlighted on your phone, underline in your Bible, these two words, so that, what is this all about? This biblical mandate to tell the next generation, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So, so many things in this world, maybe now more than ever in this current crisis, so many voices, so many articles, so many opinions, so many things that are, that are crying for us to set our hope and our faith in them. And yet, the psalmist reminds us that there's only one that we can set our hope in. There's only one that is worthy of our faith and our love, our desires, our trust, our hope. May our, the next generation and may our generation now be reminded to set our hope in God. And by doing so, as we set our hope on the one true God, we keep his commandments in our generation and in the coming generation. Psalm 78 becomes this, this foundation that we build our next-gen ministry on to all of our kids, to all of our students, all 631 of them and growing. We tell the glorious deeds of the Lord. We remind them of who God is because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we wanna know what God is doing, what do we do? When we wanna know what God is doing, again, now more than ever in our current time, in a current crisis that we're experiencing together, when we wanna know what God is doing, what do we do? We look back to what God has done. When we wanna know what God is saying, what do we do? We look to what God has said because he doesn't change in a world that is constantly changing. He doesn't change. 
And we want to tell that to the next generation so that they know that he is worthy of their hope, of their trust, of their faith, of their love and nothing else. You know, we borrow from the, the Home Depot motto. I think it was a, an old one that they used to, to use, a slogan that they used to, to, to use. You can do it. Do you remember this one? You can do it. We can help. We borrow that as a church. When we think about the partnership between the family and the church, we as a church, what we're saying to families, young and old, what we're saying is you can do it and we can help as a church. Our job as a church is to equip the saints. It's, it's to teach and to disciple, to shape, to send out, to commission, to go and tell people about Jesus. You can do that as families, as parents, as grandparents, as aunts, as uncles, as spiritual mothers and fathers. You can do it and we can help in partnership together. These two great influence, probably the two greatest influences in the world, the local church and the family combine together to raise up the next generation of Christ followers. So, so how do we do that? How do we live out that orange philosophy, red and yellow coming together, church and family coming together to raise up the next generation of Christ followers? How do we hand off the faith baton, Psalm 78, to the, to the next generation, even those who aren't born yet? Well, there's, there's four distinctives here at New City of how we do that. And we're not saying that it's the only way. We're just saying that it's our way, how we live out this orange philosophy of families and the church partnering together to raise up the next generation of Christ followers. And so our next gen team, and by the way, just a shout out to all of them. They are amazing across all of our campuses. They work tirelessly and they pray for all of our kids and our students and they, they pour into other leaders. And again, 631 kids and students that they're discipling and raising up. And, and how do they do that? Well, they, they've written out four different distinctives of, of how we live out this orange philosophy. And, and, and really it can be uh, kind of summarized as, as next gen distinctives. And that's what I want to spend the balance of our time talking about today on this orange day. So if you have a pen or a paper, wherever you might be today, I want to encourage you to write these out because it really is our philosophy, the way that we live out this, this orange um, ministry philosophy together of raising up the next generation of Christ followers. And here's the first one. Here's the first distinctive. I'm going to mention four quickly. The first is that we start with Jesus. Our, our next gen philosophy here at New City is to start with Jesus. We get the privilege as a local church of introducing many of your kids and students to, to the story of the gospel, to, to the narrative of Jesus the, the God who left heaven and came to earth, who lived a perfect life, who, who died a sacrificial death in our place so that we might have new life in him. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. The gospel in one verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And we get the privilege as a church in partnership with you families of introducing our kids and our students to Jesus, to, to start them off in a relationship with Christ. And there is no greater privilege than to introduce someone to the story of Jesus, to help someone know the purpose of their life, the relationship that they were born for, the, the desire of their heart, the whole that was created that can only be filled by Jesus. And, and time after time, year after year, we get the, the privilege, and it is a privilege and honor of introducing so many students and kids into a saving relationship with Jesus. So we start with Jesus, but it doesn't just end there. It's not just about introducing them to them for the first time in a saving relationship. It is that, but we build off of that. 
And then we start with Jesus and we begin to train our kids and our students to study the Bible for themselves, to, to learn the scriptures for themselves, to equip themselves, to, to, to place themselves into to circles with other believers that they can do the same thing. And so starting with Jesus is not only starting the relationship with Jesus, it is that, but it's so much more. It's training our next generation to start with Jesus in everything, to start with Jesus every single day, to start with, with Jesus when they're choosing their friends, to start with Jesus when they're wrestling with our, their identities, which we all do, to, to start with Jesus when, when we don't understand. And we're gonna, we're gonna have moments and times in our life when we just don't understand, when we're hurt, when we're confused, when we feel left out, when we feel attacked. What do we do? We go back to Jesus. We wanna help the next generation to start with Jesus when they're facing tough decisions and pivotal little moments in their life. We want them to start with Jesus when they're hurt. We want them to start with Jesus every single day. And this is such a great reminder, isn't it? For all of us, even if we're not kids and students anymore and in the next generation, that we remember this principle, that we start with Jesus in everything. We start with Christ. And so the first distinctive of our ministry is the privilege to introduce kids and students to a saving relationship with Jesus. But building on that, to, to, to remind them and to equip and to train them every day to start with Jesus in all of their decisions, in all of their words, in all of their thoughts, in every single way. And it's a great reminder for each of us to do the same. The first distinctive of Next Gen Ministry at New City is to start with Jesus. Here's the second one. We provide another person of influence. We provide another person of influence. So what does that mean? It means that every single kid, every single student at New City is, is provided with another godly leader who can pour into their heart, who can teach them the scriptures, who can pray for them, who can know their name and call their, their, their name, that who, can, who can walk with them through the different seasons and stages of life. And, and just to take a moment here to, to pray for all of these amazing servant leaders in Next Gen Ministry that pour into our kids and our students every single day, whether it's a small group leader, it's, a, it's a leading a Bible study, it's leading a mission trip, it's, it's leading a retreat. We have so many amazing servant leaders, volunteers who do this day in and day out. In fact, 589 servant leaders who work in our Next Gen Ministries across our campuses. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you because you're providing another voice. You're providing another set of ears. You, you are the hands and the feet oftentimes of Jesus to, to disciple and to, to, to pour into, to pray for our kids and our students. And, and Jen and I now, as of just this past week, we have a high schooler, we have a middle schooler, and we have an elementary schooler. So we have a, a, a child in every single stage and we are so grateful. We're so grateful for all the next-gen volunteers, all those servant leaders who are pouring into our kids and indeed all the kids of our church. And oftentimes, this is, this is amazing, right? Oftentimes, one of those next-gen leaders can say something to one of our kids and we've been saying it over and over and over again. We can say it till we're blue in the face and all it takes is one time for one of the, those persons of influence, those leaders who are, who are pouring into them, who have earned their trust to say it and they hear it in a different way. We all remember being in different ages and, and stages of our life when we just, maybe we just couldn't hear from our parents in the same way, or maybe we just, we've heard it so many times, we, we've kind of tuned it out. And then we, we hear from that trusted uh, small group leader. We, we, we hear from that trusted leader that's built in a relationship with us, that's prayed for us, and we hear it in a new and a fresh way, the very words of Jesus. We're so grateful for all of our next-gen uh, servant leaders and volunteers that are pouring into our, our students every single day. We're so grateful. 
we provide another person of influence. If you have a, a child, a student here in our next-gen ministry at New City, you can, you can take it to the bank. They're going to have another person, at least another person, probably many other people of influence who are gonna be reinforcing the biblical values that you're reinforcing at home, who are gonna be your eyes, your ears, who can be your voice when you can't be there. That's the beauty of the family of God. We need each other. And, and whether you have kids in your home right now, we're all spiritual mothers and fathers, mamas and daddies who can come together and we can teach our kids, the next generation, the scriptures. We can encourage them. We can correct them. We can, we can push them forward. We can applaud them. Uh, we need each other. We need each other. That's the beauty of the family of God. And, and when you come into the New City family, no matter what campus you might be on, no matter how you're attending, when you come into the New City family and you entrust us and you are entrusting us, and it's a great privilege and honor to be able to disciple, disciple your, your, your child, your, your, your student, we want to honor that. And we want to place other godly people in their life who can influence them. So we provide another person of influence. Here's the third uh, next-gen distinctive, if you will, at New City is we create magnetic moments. We create magnetic moments. Now, now what, is, what does that mean, a magnetic moment? It's just another way of saying that we create in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We create these memorable, sacred moments that in the days and months and years to come that your kids and students can look back on. It's just like the psalmist said in Psalm 78, that they can remember the glorious deeds of God they can remember how God showed up in that small group and, and they, 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 they had a safe place where they could, they could share something vulnerable and they weren't laughed at or ridiculed or, or ostracized. They, they, were, they were loved. They were prayed for. So, someone took the time to open the scriptures and, and to teach them. They, they remember going on that mission trip where they, for the first time, they kind of they broke out of their bubble and they saw how big the world really is and how, how big God is. They, they saw people who maybe didn't live like them. They saw people who don't talk like them. And yet they saw the face of Jesus. They were able to use their hands for the first time to serve somebody. They were able to use their words to, to tell their story for the first time, to share Jesus with someone. And, and this is all about creating these magnetic moments where, where our students and our kids see Jesus. They, they remember those stories. They experience them for themselves and they're able to draw on them for the rest of their lives. You know, psychologists say that there's basically six to eight formative events that happen in our lives that, that shape us and form us into the people that we are. So maybe just for a moment, just where you are even today, as you're, as you're watching, as you're listening, th think about some of the moments in your life, good, bad, and, and indifferent that have shaped and formed you. And, and, and what we're saying with this third distinctive of creating these magnetic moments is, is, is we want a lot of those, those formative moments to happen in the context of the church. Of, of ministry that happens across our campuses, across the city, across the world, where your kids and students see Jesus show up. And they're able in the years to come when they have dark moments, when they have moments of doubt, when, when, when they have uh, times where other people are questioning their faith, where they're even questioning their faith, when they're faced with difficult decisions, when they're wondering what to do next, that they can look back and, and remember all that God has done and they can just like the psalmist say, somebody poured into me. Somebody was faithful to share the stories of God with me. 
And I want to be faithful to do the same. I may, I may not have all the answers. I may not be able to answer every single question. I may, I may not be able to put to rest every single doubt that I have in my mind and my heart. But I know that I know that I know that Jesus is real. Because I remember how God worked in my heart. I remember what I saw. I remember what I experienced myself. Those magnetic moments. Let me give a couple of examples. All kinds of things that happen in the context of our, our next-gen ministry here that we get to share together at New City. Mission trips, retreats, baptisms, first communions, getting your first Bible, sharing your story, your testimony for the first time, the opportunity to disciple another student or child, the chance to be in a group, the chance to go to camp, these magnetic moments that pull our students and our kids back to their, their faith and where, where they remember, where they know that they know that they know that God exists and that God is working and that God is moving. These magnetic moments that do just that, they, they pull them back to their faith. And, and isn't that true for each of us? As we look back on our own lives and particularly our faith journeys, some of you have been following Jesus for a year, some of you five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years plus you've been following Jesus. Don't we all have these magnetic moments that pull us back to who Jesus is and how he's working in our lives? You know, you've heard it said, I mean, we can't live on the mountaintop. You're, you're meant for the valley, right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm gonna fear no evil because you're with me, the psalmist says. We, we're not meant for the mountaintops, but don't you remember those mountaintop experiences? Those places where you met God, those places where you saw God work, Th those mountaintop experiences, those magnetic moments are meant to propel us into the valley where, where most of life is lived. And, and it's meant to draw us back to who God is and to be a reminder of his goodness so that we can experience his wonder and his goodness ourselves in our own hearts, but so that we can be sent out to, to share those moments and, and his goodness with other people who are around us. And that brings me to the fourth distinctive, the final distinctive of our next gen ministry here at New City. We, we start with Jesus, right? We provide another person of influence, secondly. We, we create these magnetic moments and then, and then fourthly and finally, right? We send them ready. We send them ready. I, I, I love this. We, 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 we get this moment. We get these precious years to be with your kids and your students. And, and we want to do every single thing that we can as a church, as a, as, a, as a family of God together to pour into them. But this isn't the end, is it? We have, we have 61 seniors who are, who are being launched out this year into different careers, into college, into military service. And we, we bless you and we send you. And we want to send every single one of our students out into the world, out into the city, equipped with a vibrant faith in Jesus, a love for God, and a purpose, a mission to go and live in front of other people. We send them ready, trained and equipped, not perfect, right? That's not the standard. It's not perfection, but equipped and trained with these moments, with the knowledge of the scriptures, with these, these important relationships and experiences to go out into the city, into the world, to live out their faith in front of other people and to share the goodness of God with others. I love the passage, uh, Isaiah 49, the prophet is, 
is, is re- reminding himself and reminding us in Psalm or uh, Isaiah 49 of his, his own calling, his own experience, what, what God did in his heart, if you will, and how it's propelled him and, and launched him in, in, into the world to tell other people about the goodness of God. L- listen to just, let's just look at the first two verses, Isaiah 49. Isaiah says, listen to me, listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you people from afar, The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. Don't you love that? He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. The words of Isaiah, the prophet, remembering how God shaped him, how God formed him for the purpose of going forth and being his instrument of goodness and love and proclamation of the truth. We want to launch all of our students into the city and the world, polished arrows who have been hidden by the hand of God for a season of time, who have been trained and equipped and and raised up for the purpose of going out. Let me say it a different way. We want to shape the next generation with with the gospel, with the truth of God's word, so that they can go and share the same with other people on college campuses, in their new careers, in their new cities, in the military, different places where God's going to call each and every one of them. We want to launch every single one of them as as gospel arrows into the world, sharing with a dark and desperate world, a good and a loving gospel. We build opportunities intentionally at every single level of next-gen ministry for our kids and our students to begin to use their hands, to begin to use their mouth and their ears to be the instrument of God. It's so important early on that kids begin to learn how to serve and how to tell, how to share. Studies show time after time that that kids who have a vibrant faith after they leave high school, when they go off to college, when their their faith is challenged in the the academic circles that they find themselves in or, or a new career field, that their faith becomes even more rooted as they're able throughout their 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 childhood and their student experience to, to share their faith themselves and to have the chance to serve and disciple other people. It's why we build opportunities at every single level for our kids and our students to serve and to share. You are never Listen, listen to this, students, next-gen kids and students, listen to this. You're never too young to serve. You're never too young to serve. You're never too young to proclaim the goodness of God with your words and your actions. You're never too young to tell the story of the gospel to the people around you. We've heard story after story after story at New City of kids and students who have been used by God in such an incredible way to share the goodness of God with their own families, with other students, with other kids that they're surrounded by in school, in their neighborhood. You're never too young to live on mission for God. You are the people of God now and God wants to use you now. And we wanna give you ample opportunities next gen to be trained, to be equipped, to experience the goodness of God so that you can go out and do the same in the next generation to come. I hope you'll remember these words from Jesus. I know that, that uh, you're hearing Bible lessons every single week 
and the circles that you find yourself on all of our campuses. But I hope that you'll remember these words, next generation, as you go out into the world. The son of man, Jesus said, came to what? Say it with me. The son of man came to what? To serve and not to be served. Matthew 20, 28. This this whole idea of raising up the next generation, of raising you up, of equipping you, is not so that you can be served. It's not so that we as a church can be served. No, no, no. There's a better way. There's a gospel way. There's a Jesus way. And the Jesus way is to go and serve and not to be served. We live in a world, don't, wouldn't you all agree with me? We live in a world that is all about what you can get. It's all about creating your own platform, your own influence of, of getting people to, to serve your end goals and needs. But Jesus says, no, 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 there's, there's a completely different way. There's a, there's a kingdom way. There's a gospel way that you would serve and not be served. That, that, that other people would pour into you, yes, and disciple you. But the end goal is not for you to be served. It's for you to go and serve, to be a servant leader, to be a polished arrow launched into the city and the world. So here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. As we think about these four distinctives of, of starting with Jesus, of providing another person of influence, of creating magnetic moments, of, of sending them ready. All of it is summarized right here in the bottom line. Per, per, perhaps the greatest gift that we as a church and as families can give to our, to our city and to our world is the gift of the next generation of Christ followers. Our, our kids, our students, God willing, will see a day and a time that we will not And the greatest gift that we can give our future collectively as a city, as a country, as a world is the gift of the next generation of Christ followers. To him alone on this orange day, be all the glory today. I wanna pray for each of you. And I wanna pray for all of our seniors here at New City who are graduating. Again, there are 61 seniors who are being launched out uh, from New City. And we wanna pray for each and every one of them. So I wanna encourage you as I close here in prayer to, to be thinking of them, to be praying for them. And then after I finish the sermon and the benediction, we're gonna have a special time in our broadcast. So please make plans to just stay on for a couple more minutes here to look at all the pictures of our seniors and to pray for each and every one of them. Let's do so together now. I wanna pray the words of the Apostle Paul as we close here today from Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. I'm gonna pray this for all of you, but specifically for our seniors today, for each and every one of you. Paul writes, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Seniors, just as you receive Christ the Lord, go now and walk in him. Be rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught here at New City. And go forth now and abound in thanksgiving. Be a a grateful, thankful person for all that God has done, for all that God is doing, and for all that God will do. To him alone be the glory today. Amen. Again, would you stay on the broadcast for just a couple more minutes as we scroll through all the pictures of our seniors, and would you join me in praying for each and every one of them today? If you're able, would you extend your hands for a benediction? 
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord today and always fill you with his grace and his mercy and his love. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.